Welcome to DFS with Fields of Fantasy, hosted by Johnny B, Dowie, and our DFS expert, Riku. How's it going, everybody? It is your boy, Johnny B, and we are back here for week 13 of DFS with Fields of Fantasy. Hopefully, it's not going to be unlucky for you. It will be unlucky for some, but we're going to try and guide you the way to get those cash money prizes in your DFS leagues across DraftKings and your other platforms. Unfortunately, Riku, who is at QPR, and Dowie, who is on IR, uh, isn't with me today, but you're getting spoiled because... The man himself, the uh, mystic Mark Watson, is coming over from Saturday Sleepers to uh, go through some picks with me to make sure you get that content and hopefully you can uh, win some DFS leagues. How are you, Mark? Not too bad, mate. I'll be honest, you redeemed yourself there because you started off by saying, unfortunately, and I was like, all right, cheers, John. Appreciate that, mate. Thanks. But then you <laughs> did you did redeem it with your kind words at the end. So, yeah, I'm, I'm re-energised after that lovely introduction, mate. I'm full of energy too as... Uh, Thankfully, all the listeners, all uh, five of them. No, we had, we had <laughs> 40, 47 entries, I think, this week in the uh, DFS League. And thank you very much for all of you for donating your fivers into my Christmas fund. Because I actually took the uh, win this week, second week of the season. So I should probably start losing because it's not really fair that I'm taking all, all of the listeners' money, really. But You've only mentioned it about 38 times as well. Yeah, only 38, but I'll, I'll probably uh, mention it 39 and 40 by the end of the episode. I, I look forward to it, mate. How did you do last week in uh, DFS? Uh, I was doing really well until the Eagles took it to overtime. <laughs> and then, then I, I completely bombed out. Um, at one point, I was £96 up across the... I think I was in five leagues. Uh, I ended up yeah. with £13, which is still... Like free money, I suppose. It's still a profit. It's just not quite the £96. And then the worst thing was, first I watched Dowie overtake me. Then I watched you win the whole thing and it was crippling, I'll be honest. Yeah. I mean, it was bittersweet for me being a Bills fan. Yeah. Because if we didn't go into overtime, I wouldn't have won any money. It, it, I went from winning nothing to winning the whole league. And if it wasn't for those Devonta Smith, two receptions and the bonus points for over 100 yards... I wouldn't have come anywhere near it. So well, it's one. Sweet, but... It's one of them we gambled. I've gone off on a bit of a tangent. When England played Italy in the Euros final, and we lost, I was on the floor. I was gutted, like head in my hands. But I did put a five on Italy to win the whole thing right at the start. So I just kind of sneaked over to my phone and cashed out quick, like yeah. <laughs> bittersweet. Have a quick say. smile before you go back on the floor and exactly. Crying again. <laughs> yeah, excellent. So. Yeah, it was an interesting week last week, of course. Um, Williams running back was probably the skeleton key, I would have thought, for last week. If you didn't have him, you would have probably struggled to get near the top in your league. And then it was kind of the mid-tier wide receivers. If you had a load of them in with him as the combination, you are probably winning your leagues last week. This week, I mean, the obvious game on the slate is probably the 49ers-Eagles game. Mm. But... Um, it's going to be interesting to see how that one goes. It could quite easily be low scoring um, if the 49ers don't kick off and their defence actually does a good job. So it's going to be quite interesting. And all the other games are quite, ones that are quite hard to predict or you've got a decent team against a rubbish team and those assets uh, like the wide receivers and the quarterbacks could be rested by you know some time into the third quarter. So it's going to be quite an interesting week. And we're going to start off at QB, as always. When you're looking at the quarterbacks this week, where are you looking? So my high 
and it kills me to put an Eagles player in. So I'm not a big fan of the Eagles, but I'm going with Jalen Hurts um, against the Niners. Like you say, that that could be the shootout. $8,200, which, which is, I mean, it's pricey. There's no way around it. But uh, he's valued for that money, unfortunately. And Eagles are at home, so obviously every single flag is going to go their direction because that's what happens. Um, yeah, the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that one where that clear horse collar horse where he, collar. he ripped Alan's shirt and then did him for intentional grounding like Alan didn't know what planet he was on let alone an intentional grounding but anyway that's a whole other podcast on its own um yeah I'm not a Bills fan I'm just a, a anti-Eagles fan I suppose will call me um it is dependent on as you say on the Niners defense but Hertz did put up 36.5 points against the Bills last week 25.9 against Dallas Cowboys in week nine so they've gone against these decent defenses um it's not beyond the realms of possibility. I mean, Hurts had a terrible first half against the Bills, but still went off. Mm-hmm. Um, that brotherly shove nonsense is, it's a threat, isn't it, unfortunately? And he's always a, a rushing touchdown threat. I use the term rushing very loosely, but he is always a, a six-point rushing touchdown threat. Um, the flip side of it is, though, the Niners kept Geno to just 18.3 points in the Thanksgiving game. But then Geno's not exactly Jalen, is he? So... Um, and like I say, I think it is likely to be high scoring. Hertz is going to ideally look to give AJ Brown a bit of a get right game um, and then keep Devonta Smith ticking over as, as well as he is because he's firing at the moment. Yeah, Devonta Smith, I think, definitely is um, benefiting from uh, Dallas uh, Goddard being out, isn't he? Yeah, 100%. He's, he's, he's been the reliable target since yeah. pretty much. And that's when his target share has gone up. Yeah, I quite like that game. Um, I would probably target it as well, to be completely honest. I, if you're going to go on the slightly cheaper side, Purdy isn't a bad shout either, especially against Philly, who have been extremely prone to giving a lot of points up towards quarterbacks and pairing the likes of Purdy up with some wide receivers, the likes of Ayuk, who are going to get some longer targets, I think um, could definitely pay off. And it could be a way where you can get some of the more expensive assets within uh, this game. The one thing about Hertz is if you're going to have him in your team, you're probably going to have to almost be selective on the assets you're going to pair with him from this game if you're going to have a stack, because you probably can't afford too many because they're all quite expensive. Everybody knows me. Um I'm very tight on my quarterbacks. I don't like to spend too much money. But if I was going to spend some money, I'd probably look over at Miami to... Uh, his you know, scoring just gets elevated because of the wide receivers he gets. He's got Tyreek Hill, he's got Waddle, and you know, Tyreek Hill's yards after catch are just ridiculous. And, you know, Tua's probably doesn't throw it that far all the time, but Tyreek Hill with his speed just seems to get Tua a lot of extra yards, a lot of extra points. And, you know, he's averaging about twenty points a game and he's against the worst team uh in DFS against quarterbacks, which is the Washington Commanders. I almost called them the Washington Cowboys then. Uh-huh. Yeah, the Washington Commanders. Whenever I say Washington, always doesn't feel right calling them Commanders. No, but, it is weird, isn't it? But, I, you know, with Tua, I think it's... My only worry about Tua um, is if Miami go up quite a lot early and then Miami might stop throwing it as much as um, you'd hope they were. Reduces Tua's points... Because um, I don't think he's as likely to get rushing touchdowns as some other quarterbacks. Um, so then, you know, they've got the likes of 
Achan and they've got um, Moster. So then you, those type of running backs within uh, Miami, they could easily just run the game out if they get 20 points lead, which is more than capable against this Washington defence. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I've, I mean, we'll come on to it later, but I've gone a slightly different way with that, with that Miami game. Um, but yeah, you are right. The, the worry with that is always, um, do they just retire Tyreek and, and Waddle because yeah. their job's done early doors and just give the ball to Wilson for the rest of the game? Um, it, it is always a risk. My my slightly cheaper quarterback, same game as you, different side of it. I'm going Sam Howell against the Dolphins. Um, partly because I expect the Dolphins to be in the lead, Sam Howell is going to have to throw it. Um, yep. He is always a sacri- uh, yeah, sack risk, um, and he, he's definitely not the obvious pick. But if you look at the points he scores, week 8, 35 points against the Eagles. Week 9, 21.7 against the Pats. 10, 28.2 against Seahawks. Week 11, 20.7 against the Giants. Last week, 21.3 points against Dallas. That's 20 points pretty much guaranteed for 6,200, which... You wouldn't necessarily associate Sam Howell with 20 points a week, but they're there and the, the facts and the figures are there. Um, yeah, that that's that's what I'm going with. I'm just going with... I'm, I'm putting all my faith in Sam. You know what? Forget Jalen Hurts. It's Sam Howell week. All right, this, I'm, I'm the same with Purdy rather than Tua, to, complete, to be completely honest. We're both kind of targeting the same games and going with the cheaper option, yeah. which I think is... I think, really, in the... Leagues in our league, it's the way to go um, just because you don't need to be spending that much money on quarterbacks. It's more about getting your differentials because there's not that many entries into the league Mm. Um, and making sure you've got your elite assets in your skill positions around your differentials and having a cheaper quarterback allows you to do that. And actually, I I I had a quick look at the quarterbacks that have won so far um, in our DFS league on DraftKings. Somehow, 4,900 in week one. Russell Wilson, 5,800 week two. Deshaun Watson, 6,100 week three. Richardson, 6,700 week four. This is where Burroughs started rubbish, mm. so he's gone cheap. Burrow, 6,200. Minshew, 5,000. The outlier in this week seven, Lamar Jackson, 7,600. And then you've got Burrow, 6,000. Dak, six and a half. Stroud, 6,900. Purdy 5,800, Minshew 5,100. If those stats don't tell you that you should probably try and put your money in a at least mid-tier quarterback rather than expensive, I don't know what else does. And I've kind of followed that suit all the way through. I mean, you had Minshew winning two of the weeks, which is something you wouldn't predict with your eyes. But actually, you know, if you end up spending 5,000 and they get 15 points and that allows you to have an extra two to three thousand to spend in your skill positions i think you're going to be better off yeah that that's that's i mean like it's there it's written down it's in front of you you can't say further than that can you i mean cj stroud is is the usual play um but he's just been so good over the last month or so um if not longer he's up to eight thousand one hundred now which again it's pretty much guaranteed points but as you say it, it's those mid-tier quarterbacks that are, are winning. So why would you spend the extra two to three thousand right. on January? Right. Although saying that, I haven't won a week of this yet. So if everyone can spend all their money on quarterbacks and tight ends for me, that'd be great. I'd really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about tight ends in a bit. I think we're, <laughs> we're both are we both um, appreciative of tight ends? I believe you are. 
big slotty bastards we call them on the Saturday Sleeper podcast because that's what they yeah. are. They're big, they're agile, they play in the slot and they'll randomly go off one week and probably win it for you. It's mad. Yeah, it is mad. I do enjoy tight ends. I know. Okay. I'm a fan. Came out very well, did it? Anyway, I mean, that, that is a different podcast, and we could come on to that later. <laughs> yeah, that that is a type of podcast. <laughs> yeah. if, if we move on to running backs, then uh, where are you looking for running backs? So I'm going high, Kyron Williams against the Browns. They they've got the Browns, so it is like the downside is Miles Garrett, but the upside is they've got the Browns. Miles Garrett, if I'm Matt Stafford, I'm not holding on to that ball for long. I'm giving it straight to the running back and saying, take this. I'm not interested in Garrett running at me at full speed. Um, before his injury, he was like a top three running back, Williams. Um, and I put him in my DFS lineup this week, as many people did. That's not like a, a hot take or anything. But he, he won the week for many people. I think I was in five different leagues last week. Uh, every single team that won had Kyron Williams in it. The, the guy has just almost come out of nowhere. The first week, he was $4,100. He's 7200 now, and the price reflects the production. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it is a star, mate. I, I actually traded him for uh, traded for him and gave away Josh Jacobs in my redraft league. And there were people putting their arrow out saying it was a fix and I'm tanking and it's a mad trade. And then he goes and puts, I think it was 41 points, 41.4 points up against the Cardinals. Yeah, who's laughing now? Watson knows ball, never forget it. Um, his price <laughs> has leaped, so the value's not quite there anymore. Um, but I still think it, it, it's guaranteed points, mate. Yeah, it is, it is hard to look away from Williams, isn't it? Yeah, it really but is. Even against his opposition, you know, Cleveland have probably been one of the, well, if not the best, one of the best defences, haven't they, this season? They've been unreal. I think there's, um, there's certain players that are almost matchup proof. It doesn't matter who they're against, they're going to go off to to an extent. And I do think Williams shows some of that. Like CMC is another example. You can just trust him, no matter who they're playing, just put him in. Um, Tyreek Hill, another one. And, and yeah, mm-hmm. I think Williams is pushing his way towards that bracket. I mean, his last two games, he's gone over 100, about 140 yards plus. Yeah. So they know they're going to pretty much run just through him. Yeah, yeah. Um, if I'm going to go expensive, then well, it's not really that expensive. Um, again, it's, it's a position where I don't necessarily need to spend huge amounts of money. The likes of CMC, um, you could spend the 9000 on, but I don't think I'm going to this mm-hmm. week. I quite like Derek Henry. He did me well last week. He got that 20 points. Um, like I said, we, me and Rico said last week, neither of us... Th- have pretty much touched Derek Henry for the last 12 months of a season or two in uh, DFS. But it just seems like it's the time to start using him. Uptick in attempts uh, again last week against the Panthers. Well, they're just awful, hence why uh, somebody got the sacking this week. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and I just think the matchup again against the Colts, just like the Panthers, another struggling struggling team especially on the d um and they're conceding an average of 18.3 points against running backs which is the sixth worst in the league so again i think it's i just think he's cheap for his talent and the matchup um and he's definitely on the uptick at the moment so i i I do fancy backing him my problem with derrick henry is every week someone tells me this is derrick henry's week and then i put him in and i waste my money 
Um, and then the one week I don't put him in, which is last week, you go and win the yeah. bloody league, don't you? Um, he, he, for me personally, he's become a bit too unreliable. Um, so what I'm going to do now is sell you on my cheaper running back option instead. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to twist your mind and you're going to forget all about Derek Henry and you're going to put your faith in Rashad White. And I'm going to tell you why. He's got, uh, let's, where am I looking? I've lost my notes. Can you believe it? Um, he is cheaper and has a higher points per game average than Brees Hall, John Dre, DeAndre Swift, B. John Robinson, Jonathan Taylor, although there's an asterisk next to that, and Derek Henry. I think Derek Henry's points per game is 14.3. Rashad mm-hmm. White's is 15.2. And a lot of that comes from his his, his catching ability, basically. Um, the Bucks' run game is dreadful. I'm not putting Rashad White in this week based on the running back position. He's going in that position because I can't put him anywhere else, but he is an extra wide receiver as far as I'm concerned. Um, he, he will be essentially another wide receiver too for my team. He's 700 cheaper than Olave. He's got the same points per game average. He's 1,000 cheaper than Devonta Smith. He's got a better points per game average. He's 1,300 cheaper than Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle's 14.6 points per game. Again, Rashad White, 15.2. I could go on. There are more. But I think his his passing game is outweighing his running game at the moment. And that's why you are now going to put him in your team instead of Derek Henry. I'm going to put him in my team with Derek Henry. <laughs> oh, with Derek um, Yeah. Uh, I'll probably spend the money on him as well, to be completely honest. Mm. I think it's cheap. And he is Mr. Consistent. The last six weeks, I believe... Um, He's right, 15.9, let's round it up to 16. Mm. He's had 16 points or higher um, in the last six weeks. So you look at that average that you read out, it's actually undercooked by his earlier games mm. where his efficiency on his targets and his rushing attempts weren't as strong. But he's built himself throughout the season. And actually, at the last six games, he's pretty much approached the 18-point mark. My, my only thing with White is... He doesn't tend to get above that 20 points often enough. That's, but his that's price the, mark yeah. is kind of low enough to forgive that just for the fact you know if you put him in, you slot him in, 6,300, you're probably going to get 15 points guaranteed. Yeah, you know that. that's the problem. The ceiling with White isn't massive. Um, I, was, I was hoping you wouldn't mention that, John, but there we go. You brought it on anyway. Um, <laughs> his ceiling isn't huge. Whereas I mean, De- I, I, Derek Henry could be, um, and the other players I mentioned could be. But then look at Chris Godwin, Bucks wide receiver, 6,300 as well, 11.5 points per game. Bale is having a, a very bang average mid-season. Um, I, I think, as you say, the, the money represents his value at the moment. And I think it's a safe floor running back slash wide receiver almost. Um, and that's why he's going in my team this week. The other thing I'll probably mention is... The 20-point game for Derek Henry last week was against the Panthers. He's playing the Panthers again this week. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks take a nice lead against the Panthers. And, um, well, unless we get this massive revival from the Panthers because they've removed the head coach, which you often see. But Well, um, as, as, I, a Bu- as a Bucks fan, I would be surprised if we ever take a massive lead ever again. You sure? Just in general. <laughs> We've got the talent. Yeah, that's, the that's, what, I keep, the that's defense, what I keep getting told. You should, <laughs> <laughs> if you read it off, though, as Rashad White, Mike Evans and Godwin, 
Mm. It sounds like you should be. You've got Baker Mayfield quarterback, and I said, right. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> um, if I was going to go cheap, then um, very cheap indeed. Uh, I'm going to look at the Steelers actually, um, and a guy that um, myself and a few of the uh, guys at Field Fantasy do like above Najee Harris. Had a bit of a quieter week last week. Um, I think that's mainly due to efficiency on his rushing attempts and his targets. He only got 8.2 yards, but he still got the volume of 13 attempts, three targets. And now he's playing the Cardinals, who are probably uh, fighting with the Panthers to be the worst team in the uh, Football League. It's just an easy matchup again um, against Arizona, who are 31st opposition rank. So you can't really go wrong. And as I say, he's getting a nod slightly ahead of Najee. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm all on the Warren train and completely off the Najee train now. I think it's an easy matchup. And for 5,400, for a guy that's gone uh, over 20 points in the last three weeks and um, the week before those three weeks, he got 15 points as well. You, you're spending 5,400. 15 points, you're happy. 25 points, you're ecstatic. And how many people are going to be on Jalen Warren? Uh, I can't argue with that at all. I will be on Jalen Warren. I have been most weeks recently. Yeah. Um, as you say, we all seem to notice that he should be overtaking Najee Harris. Uh, just waiting for the Steelers to realise they need to stop giving the ball to Najee and give it to Jalen instead. Um, he, he's been he's been class, to be honest. And, and just fancy aside, just actually watching him, he looks like a, he's just waiting for that big breakout game. And then Harris gets put on the waivers. Like he, he looks like the future Steelers star. Um, I, I, I love that pick. Um, you, 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 even if you just look at his, um, you know, his average rushing attempt. If you ignore the Cincinnati game, it was only three point eight. But the three before that was fourteen point three per rush, which is ridiculous. Six point seven and eight. That is ridiculous efficiency uh, on his rushing attempts, and that type of efficiency on the volume he gets now it's just hard to ignore at that price mark against that opposition yeah definitely i mean he's he's actually 200 more than nudgy now so even DraftKings recognize it it's literally just the Steelers we're waiting to to get on board with it um yeah he's, he's a decent little player i think there's a, a very bright future for him at definitely. the Steelers. 100%. definitely excellent let's move on to wide receivers then um you've touched on the fact you are going to be uh, targeting the Miami-Washington game slightly differently. Uh, you're going to take any wide receivers uh, in this game? I am. I'm going to remortgage the house. I'm going to sell the car. I'm going to tell the kids Christmas is cancelled and I'm going to spend $9,600 on Mr. Tyreek Hill. Which might seem nuts. If you're going to go with Tyreek Hill, you've got to either be very lucky or very savvy with your sleeper pick sort of thing. Which, like, if you want any tips for that, Saturday Sleepers podcast every Saturday morning at whenever Dowie wakes up and puts it on there. Um, he's the most expensive player on the slate. He's 600 more than CMC, so you are paying up for him. Um, but there's like, there's a, a very small handful of players you can kind of have confidence in repaying the value regardless of game script and opponent. Tyreek Hill, CMC, I'd argue maybe Williams uh, and obviously Jefferson when he's fit. There aren't many others that you put full confidence in. But even if Miami do take a lead, but they happen to keep um, Hill on, they've got that jet sweep play that they love playing. Yeah. 
Um, and like he'll just he'll play running back for a bit if you give him the ball. We'll hand it off to him and let him charge with the pitch. He's he's so insanely fast. Um, I mean, he single-handedly won you week one with forty-seven point five points. He's top thirty points five times. Top twenty points or further three times on top of that. Um, and as I say, the, the downside is obviously the price you've got to be prepared to take a hit in one or two of the other positions. Probably, let's be honest, tight end and DST. Um, but if you can find a way of squeezing Tyreek in, I don't care who he's playing against. He's just that damn reliable and that damn good. And he's playing Washington. And it's Washington. <laughs> who are atrocious. Yeah. Uh, and they average, what, 27 something plus points crazy, a game against yeah. receivers? Something crazy. As you say, the, the worry is that they just get too ahead of themselves. Um, but yeah, it could be a hell of a first half. But Miami have started slowing some games this year. Um, was it the Panthers that went two touchdowns up? I, now you say it, I wish I'd have written it down. I can't remember, but yeah, that sounds about right. I, I, th- I think it was the Panthers. They went two touchdowns up. They're, they're capable of starting starting slow. Um, here's the other thing, you know, if, if Miami are going to be three scores up at half time, Hill will be massively involved in that. And you could be Absolutely. 20 plus points at half time himself. It yeah. just it reduces the ceiling that's capable of Hill towards the, you know those forty point mad weeks, but um, you know he's the, probably the most guaranteed player on this slate to get to yourself to twenty points. Yeah, a player it, like Tyreek Hill will win the week for you in the first half if he gets the the um, the productivity. Um, as I say, just give him give him the touches and he makes magic happen. He's just one of those players. It's one of them where if you're playing against him in like a a redraft or a best ball and he hasn't quite scored that many points in the first half, you can guarantee he's scoring 25 in the second half because he, he just, mm-hmm. it's just moments of magic with him. He, I love him. I think he's great. Cool. Well, my expensive choice, again, it's not that expensive again. I'm going a bit cheap on everything really. <laughs> but um, Brandon Ayuk, 7,200 against the Eagles, the worst team uh, against wide receivers in uh, DraftKings DFS so far this season. And it's been particularly bad against wide receivers that are good uh, against their secondary rather than any um, slot. Ayuk's the type of guy that can definitely benefit from that. You look how Gabe did last week, finally getting some action after um, not being very much involved in terms of reception. Well, he wasn't targeted wasn't at, at all. all no. He wasn't at all. And he just showed you that Gabe's playing against the right team. He can produce and mm. is generally against uh, teams in shootouts by the by the feel of it, but I just think Ayuk's that type of receiver, just like Gabe, who's going to benefit against a team that are good up front and really bad uh, in the secondary. Um, and actually, I think a lot of people are going to initially go, you know, a lot of people initially go CMC, and this is the way to go away from CMC. Use Ayuk and um, Purdy's a little stack um, and try to try and go against the grain. But Ayuk could be heavily involved. Well, heavily involved anyway. Just people are going to just see that he's thirty second. Well, he's against the thirty second opposition rank, and probably pick him. But for me, I think he could easily get to you towards that 25, 30 points against Philly. Yeah, he, yeah, he can. He can. Oh, 100%. Yeah, the, the the only sort of worry with him is Debo. It, it's kind of they're one of those teams where you'll put Ayuk in your team and they'll give Debo all the production. Or you'll put Debo in and they'll give the ball to Ayuk. That's why I sort of worry a bit with these teams with two elite wide receivers. Which one's going to get it that week? And it'll either win you or lose you that week. Um, But yeah, I I love Ayuk as a player, as a fantasy pick. 
Um, love everything about him. And yeah, you're looking at a shootout potentially uh, with the Eagles. Um, and I, I like your little Purdy stack. Uh, it's a pretty yeah. Purdy stack. That will be what I'm going to play this week, I imagine. My uh, my go-to sort of, I've got to put someone in it that's cheap player is Trey Palmer. Um, because mm-hmm. every other week, it'll just pop up with a couple of end zone targets and you never know. And he's, he's had a couple this season and uh, pre-season he was firing. So yeah, there's, I think everyone has probably got in their back, back pocket, a couple of little gems that they just throw out when they need to yeah. fill a position for as cheap as possible. And they remember, Oh, he was good in that one game in 2018. I'll go for him. The other one I, th- I quite like at that price range. Uh, I mentioned him last week because Murray likes to target him. He targeted him again, nine times last week. Um, I noticed that he targeted him eight times against Houston. He targeted him a lot last year um, while D-Hop was out. And it's Greg Dortch. If you can prove his efficiency from last week, from because he only caught three of his nine, then quite quickly he could get towards that 15, 20 points. And he's only 3,700. He scored as well, didn't he? Got a, he did score. He got a yeah. tuddy. Yeah, three receptions, 27 yards, one TD. But yeah, off nine targets, that is the worry, isn't it? But yeah, he... Um... He, he sort of came out of nowhere a bit last season, didn't he? Once the injuries started yeah. creeping in. And yeah, no, that's, that's a, a decent little D, gem to keep. When, when D-Hop came back, he kind of... Disappeared again. Went, went, went off the radar. Yeah. And then he's been injured pretty much, hasn't he? I think most of the start yeah. of the season. Come back with Kyler Murray and all of his fans back pick together. up those targets again. So there must yeah. be a bit of chemistry there. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, My little sleepy player this week... And it is a bit of a gamble. Uh, Jerry Judy away at the Houston Texans, uh, $4,700. It's mostly about the opponent, to be honest. CJ Stroud and the Texans just love to air it out. Um, Russell Wilson's led the Broncos to a five-game win streak, which I don't think many people saw coming. But he's proving and scoring points all over the place at the moment. Um, Sutton was in, in with a shot of being chosen by me, but he's 700 more expensive than Judy, so I've kind of gone with him. Sutton does have the higher points per game average, um, but Judy is fully capable of going off as well, and he's going to have very minimal ownership, which is, is almost the key with DFS. You need to pick that player, that one breakout player for the week, like Kyron Williams last week, but also supplement him with a Douglas who's going to score you 10 points that no one saw coming, or a Dortch who's going to score you 10 points, and not many people put him in. Judy's top 10 points five times, but 4,700 in a shootout, the ceiling and value are probably a bit higher than that. Um, so, yeah, it's boom or bust, really, with, with Jerry Judy, but I'm willing to give him a go. Um, other than that, special mention, squeeze Texans wide receivers into your lineup wherever you can. <laughs> because yeah, realistically, much. they're the ones to go for, but it'll be a boring podcast if we just come on and say, pick the Texans. Thanks for listening. to Cool. Let's go on to tight ends then. Big Who's slotty bastards. It yeah. is. Pat Freemuth against the Cardinals, 4,300, which is pricey now. Uh, two weeks ago, it was only 2,500. So he has gone up. Um, Pew, my co-host on the Saturday Sleeper podcast, uh, he suggested him two weeks ago in week 11. And I put him in, in my lineup against the Browns and he got a whopping 1.7 points. So that's the last time I listened to Mr. Chris Pugh on, on his advice. But he suggested him again last week. Last week, he puts up 24 points when... More on here, doesn't bother to put him in. So I'm going to ride the Pat train all the way to Money Town, baby. This week he's going to do the same, trust me. Um, it is pricey, I'm not going to lie. For a tight end in particular that people don't like spending money on, it is pricey. 
but it's the yeah. closest you're going to get to those Kelsey Laporta Kittle points without spending Kelsey Laporta Kittle money. Um, the Cardinals aren't fantastic. Let's be honest, they're probably looking to tank now. And I do Terrible. think Freemuth is a very valid tight end this week, if pricey. It's pricey, but it's not that pricey. I mean, you've still got how many choices? Five, six, seven choices above him. Um, I'm a big fan of Muth. Um, it was a guy that I targeted quite a lot in my uh, fantasy leagues when uh, in his rookie season. Mm. And I, he, he didn't regret it because he quickly came through and became uh, a reliable tight end. Um, I quite like having him alongside Komet in my leagues and just streaming one or the other mm. in between. Um, but 120 yards, massive last week. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't see that coming. No, had a, um, had a hell of a game. Yeah. And probably probably 1.7 because he played the Browns. Mm. Um, yeah, I like Mufa. And again, yeah, say Cardinals. Um, you can pick a number of Pittsburgh assets against that Cardinals team. You know, you, you could pick Pickens if you really wanted to. If I'm going to go tight end, then I'm going to go and Joku. He should have got a lot more points than he did last week. I played him in a lot of my DFS lineups. He got 11.9. Um, you know, he's had eight, six, nine, fifteen, nine targets. So, you know, he's getting the um, he's getting some good volume for a tight end. So a lot of opportunities generally he gets around 60 yards and it, he should have scored a touchdown. I don't know how he didn't score a touchdown. Mm could have easily been creeping up towards that 20 points last week. And again, at 4,100, same price as last week. I think it's more than capable against the Rams, who are 25th against tight ends in DFS. So a nice matchup for him. But I just think in that Browns offense with DTR or whoever they're going to start, they're using Njoku because he's the reliable short target. And quite often I've, I, I always say that um, if it's a not very confident, poor quarterback, they're usually trying to get that ball off quick because they're not confident in themselves. <laughs> and Joku's the guy that's there. And apart from Cooper, who else really is there as a reliable target in Cleveland? Yeah, no, that's completely fair. Um, Probably wide receiver too, really. Yeah, so... The, the quarterback situation concerns me, but if there's one position that is the sort of least quarterback dependent, it probably is tight end because yeah. they're big slotty bastards. They play right in front of you. They're big blokes. You can't miss them. Getting the ball nice and easy. Um, so I do think uh, Njoku isn't quite as QB dependent as, as other players in that team. I'll be steering well clear of Amari Cooper, mm-hmm. um, who now I've said that he's clearly going to score 30 points this week. Um, but I, yeah, if you're going to look at anyone from the Browns, um, yeah, I'd, I'd be looking in in that direction. I, I like that pick and Joker. To be honest, if I hadn't gone for Pat, I'd have gone for and Joker as well. So yeah, can't argue at all. I, I picked and Joker first, so I'm guessing you would probably pick him if I didn't. <laughs> That's essentially what it was, mate. You yeah. uh, you undercut me, and I'm I'm not too happy about it, but we'll save that for after. Fine. Any other big <laughs> slotty bastards that you uh, are targeting? Um, I've this is again where I've got my little pocket of gem. Big slotty bastards such as your Cade Ottens. If, if yeah. ever I'm running short, I just put Cade Otten in because he's going to get targeted every time, regardless of how crap we might be doing. Um, I've got him and Michael Mayer. They're kind of my two go-to. I'm not paying yeah. for Hawkinson, so one of them will do players. Yeah, not fancying spending much money this week. 
I mean, if you're putting Hill in, you can't really afford to. But I mean, Schultz is tempting against the Broncos. He let me down last week, and I'm I'm a bit of I'm a lover scorned, mate. I can't do it twice in a row. He let me down as well uh, yeah. last week in in a number of lineups. Uh, he got like one point seven points, didn't he? Yeah, one point seven, I think it was. Yeah, one point two. Yeah, one point two. Even worse yeah. than I gave him credit. Atrocious. Yeah, and you know what I will say is just that you need we need to try and not let it put us off because uh, when he got his two and a half. Uh, in week eight, he followed that up by 31 points against Tampa. So, you trying to talk me into taking Schultz now? Uh, it might be. I think you might have done it, mate. I'll be honest. Uh, <laughs> I'm really fickle. The problem is, if you're going to take that 5,000, you're going to have Hill as well. I'll find a way, mate. Don't you worry. Trey Palmer season. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Let's move on to DSTs then. Let's finish off with them. Uh, who are you targeting within the DSTs? I'm going for the only one I'm going for is the Panthers against the Bucks for the sole reason that we are crap. That's it. <laughs> Baker Mayfield is Baker Mayfield's biggest fan and he will throw at least two interceptions this weekend. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm going for that. They, they got 13 points against the Vikings who, who have pretty poor QB protection, uh, as do we at the moment. Um, it, we're battered injuries from top to bottom. Offense, defense, we, we're in trouble. Um, Panthers are a nice little money saver at 2,500 as well. Um, and to be honest, if you're going to pick a DST, pick one against an NFC South team because that whole division is a mess and just needs to be fired into the sun as soon as possible. Honestly, it's it's depressing having to represent that division. <laughs> if I'm going to go anywhere then, um, where do I like to go this week? I think I'm going to go for the Falcons against the Jets simply because how bad um, have the Jets been recently uh, on the offence. Absolutely terrible. I mean, if you look at the games, um, have they even scored like over 15 points? I don't believe they have. For like the last last five games. They're just an easy team to target now. Yeah, so I I traded for Garrett Wilson because I I thought I'll keep the faith. I, I believe in him. And then Rodgers will come back quicker than anyone imagined uh, and no it's just been like one of the worst trades I did in that redraft league um, they've fallen off a cliff so much hope I, I've also got a fire yeah. on them to make the Super Bowl I don't think that money's safe anymore I think that money's gone um, put it on before the season started and then what two snaps into it Rogers snaps um, and that's the end of them and it's just been Die. I talk talk about the the Panthers having a depressing season. The Jets had so much hope coming into this, and they've just absolutely fallen into the abyss. I mean, you couldn't write the script, could you? Really? No, no, you couldn't. No. You, again, <laughs> I would. Well, I do. I do feel sorry for them. Um, but them's the breaks, aren't they? I don't feel sorry for them because they're a division rival. <laughs> well, no, you're entitled not to. <laughs> no, but yeah, definitely, I, I definitely fancy the Falcons this week. And it, it, they are a bit pricey though for the Falcons for a team that's only had five point eight points per game as a DST. But it's it's just an easy easy one to target. They only need um, a few sacks or well, or interceptions, which is easily capable against that Jets team at the moment. Um, because they're not going to concede many points, so you can still get towards the ten those ten points. Yeah. Thanks very much for coming on, Mark. Make sure you uh, listen to Saturday Sleepers, uh, which is out on Saturday. Funnily enough, um, <laughs> and any of the other um, podcasts, we have 
episodes all the way through Wednesday to Saturday. So make sure you listen to every single one of those. And of course, get your five dollars in for the DraftKings DFS Fields of Fancy contest. Where it's top three pays out as always. And uh, hopefully um, I take all your fivers again. (laughs) Hopefully not. Thanks very much for listening and uh, good luck this week on the DFS streets.